Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 23rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing wonderful. What a finish that was. We needed that it. Was, uh, needed a finish, right? I'll tell you, I, I actually think this was a really important win for golf. I don't oh, want to sound cor- No, I, I, I was just thinking about it today when it was kind of the rolling on and and you kind of were just stuck in the mud it felt like everybody was just stuck in the mud a lot of bad shots being hit i was thinking i was like this is the first real major stinker you know you got phil uh, phil's who knows where (laughs) tiger wds and it you know it's pretty somber there and it's like oh it's over yeah you know yeah (laughs) and this is this is the introduction to the new era and uh jt though Man, it was we were redeemed. We had to work for it for sure, but it was you can the last whatever you want to say, 5% of the championship leaves you walking away satisfied, right? You had to work for you had to get through a bunch of bad appetizers and things like that and crappy drinks, but what you, the dessert or whatever you got there at the end made it worthwhile. So, we earned it. It was good. I'm I glad. thought you know, I think it, there were some lows in this tournament. But I think when you look at it overall, it was a really compelling tournament in the sense of of the golf being played, how different the golf course was, you know, throughout the tournament. Huge, huge swing in weather, obviously, with the wind, different wind direction, which all of a sudden the holes get kind of turned on on its head and different different players might have been better in certain winds and different players. Like if it was South wind all, or, you know, the South warm wind all week, does somebody else win? You know, does it switching the wind, you know, it might've been JT either way. He was clearly, you know, playing at a very, very high level this week, but that's the cool dynamic. I thought was that that wind switching introduced a whole new dynamic to the golf tournament and all these guys like, hadn't played that way. And then today they got to play it a, a second time, but just think about how those holes like uh, shape up there. All of a sudden different skills were, you know, different holes might fit other players eyes, you know, better. So it was, I thought it was a great tournament, uh, at a, as a whole, I think Sunday was a little bit of a letdown. Um, but I thought Thursday, Friday were a lot of fun. Thursday, Friday were good. Yeah. The weekend sort of got a little sloggy there up until the last hour and a half or so uh jt let's uh, let's do you know let's let's create this revolutionary unique device to sort of break this down we'll call it winners and losers like i oh, mean wow. really creative original you know you're going into your bag we'll trademark, <laughs> we'll trademark that winners you got you've got a deep vocabulary and i feel like you really uh, winners, Justin Thomas was in fact the winner of the 29, uh, 2022 PGA championship. Uh, really, really impressive. I think like 
this is not a, a profound statement. He was the best golfer of the week. Uh, he was the best golfer of the week before Sunday. Uh, based on getting the shit end of the draw, he shot 67-67. Uh, it feels like the right person won the PGA Championship. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, and we talked about it last night. You can overcome one bad round of golf in a major championship. You can't overcome two. Um, it's really hard to overcome big numbers. Justin Thomas didn't make worse than a bogey this week. Uh, you know, Mito Pereira made one double bogey. Um, and that was why he wasn't <laughs> in, time in the it. playoff. Yeah. Uh, but and Zal Torres didn't make anything worse than a bogey. And he put himself in some really precarious situations <clears throat> today that would have yielded a lot of players, double bogeys. But JT, I've been super impressed with JT for the last really like year. I think he's been playing some of the best golf. The putter's been really a problem, and this week he putted well. Yeah. Um, and but from a sense of, I think he's been the most consistent he's been as a pro. I don't think he's missed a cut for almost a year at this point. Really, which okay. you know is uh, it's it's just that's I think one of the things when you look at J- Justin Thomas and how he's evolved as a player is he he used to be a little bit inconsistent and yeah. he'd have you know he doesn't have any miscuts this year uh but he'd have these kind of ups and downs and now he's become just this like almost every tournament you know what you're getting out of JT and it's probably going to be a, a top 20 top 15 performance and if the putter shows up it's going to be you know a win or or something close to a win and to d- this week i mean i think just the way he handles weather has been, I think, one of the pleasant surprises of his career mm-hmm. and how he's kind of evolved. Um, obviously, he's from Kentucky. That's not like a place where you get a lot of, you know, weather. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's hot and muggy in the summer. And, and here he's become really the preeminent shot maker on the PGA Tour. Not like the show, but um, <laughs> the show like... Show. <laughs> um, I, it really does feel like his career... I mean, he's, what is he, 27? He's 29. 29. 29. He's won 15 times on the PGA Tour. That's a lot of wins. His last two are his most impressive, in my opinion. The players, where he just got nuclear hot on Saturday and then just blew by everybody. And this one, uh, he started seven shots back. He's now got two majors. Um, It feels like this is sort of a, a re- I don't know, a recalibrating of, of, of a career that we sort of expected this of. He started, you know, I would just say like standing on seven, the, 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 like the most anecdotal evidence that JT is a sort of generational talent is on 17 T. Like I expected him to drop one on top of the green and put it close in the playoff. Right. It's like, he's someone and I'm not saying he's like Tiger in that way, but he approximates that sort of fear and expectation uh, of a Tiger in that scenario where it's like a big moment. It's one on one, more or less. And a shot that even he said he wasn't comfortable kind of like carving a, a three. I think it was a three wood in that wind. Um, and I expected him to put it on top of the green and he did. Uh, so I, that that's a very like sort of subjective qualitative measure. But uh, he's someone in this generation that you expect to kind of do that in those moments. I mean, also that shot in itself is just a big time golf shot, sure. you know, 
like the when you when you consider the gravity of the moment um, as was the one in the 18 which would have made oh. it, he didn't make the putt so it was like i guess less consequential and the shot but... into 18 both of them were right. were unbelievable both tee shots were great um the shot on 17 though that's just it's just it, it, the towering three wood towering high cut three wood is just not something that everybody has right i mean just the ability to to launch that thing so high up and get it to stop so quickly you know so many other players it it, it just you know, and, and part of this, I think, was that the the number fit well. I think that was sure. that was a challenge for other players. Like sometimes we think these short par fours are great and these right. great shots happen, but like for it, it sometimes it's just it was a great number for this guy and it wasn't a great number for this guy. Um, but with JT, I mean, transcendent golf talent, and I think like he is now in the discussion. I, I think he's probably, I would buy my point system <clears throat> that I created for Shane Bacon. Right. He's now one point behind Jordan Spieth. He's one master. Or he's one major from speed. One major he's short, but he's got DJ. Am I discounting he, a major of DJ? He won the masters in the U S open, right? Yeah. Um, but DJ has way more. A ton wins. Of WGC. He's also older. He's, yeah. You know, a decade older almost. So, uh, the question I think the thing that's intriguing with JT is you know we're not we might be just into his best years this is his first win uh, second I guess he's he's made a lot of hay at some sort of uh, I don't want to say crappy but like different uh, kind of tests that maybe aren't illustrative of his talent being uniquely uh more more than his peers right uh some dartboard setups some wgc setups some you know a lot of hawaii stuff which is like not bad but just different kind of part of the schedule some sim classics tpc kuala lumpur who could forget that in the tpc network uh constantly constantly raining there (laughs) yeah just a it's always great yeah um I have such fond memories of those, like rocking my firstborn to sleep at like two in the morning, watching golf from Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> um, so I would say like the BMW Medina was a different kind of, a different kind of deal in August, right? Late August. Um, so I would say this win happened at the most consequential test. It was most illustrative of that talent, right? That we saw on Saturday at the players this year, the players at last year, it was, you know, a tough test and that's a great course, but I mean, this is really something that sort of matches the shot shaping talent that we've been so praising here in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Southern and Hills. I mean, he did it, he did it playing in the toughest of conditions. He, he effectively overcame a two shot <clears throat> handicap by what he had to play with that bad draw right. um, over, you know, Zal Torres and, and, and Mita Pereira played in, in the better half of the draw also. But so he overcame that and he overcame like a really bad Saturday. And I thought that that was one of the things that I thought was really impressive is like he didn't pack it sure. in. He That's didn't get point. off to the best start today. He didn't pack it in. He went out and he kept fighting. And he put up a number. And sure enough, I think one of my big takeaways of, of the tournament is we've been on this great run of major champions 
um, really bona fide players. And one of the things that I had forgotten until today is just, you know, how hard it is to close out a major. And unfortunately, this was Mito Pereira who reminded me of this. And I think like one of the things that whole and part of it was CBS. It was just like it made it was like disorientingly quick how everything happened with Mito Pereira. Mm -hmm. But he was going very fast himself. It was not. This guy was like a human rain delay on the golf course today. And then from he got to the 18th tee, and all of a sudden, he was like the fastest player on the golf course. <laughs> sprinted uh, from 17 grade. So. And it's just like, you forget when you watch, like, it obviously was a different situation, but you think about DJ and Oakmont, how just lasers, right? Right. And we've seen so many guys just handle 18 at, at Augusta year in, year out, where it's not like, it's not an easy hole, but you know, these guys make it look easy that a cut. lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And 18 at, at Southern Hills might be, might be the best closing hole in, in golf championship golf. Yeah. The tee shot is awesome. It's, it's super interesting how you have to kind of fit, fit a driver in if you're going to hit driver. It's, it's interesting for a generation that loves to fade it. Everybody fades mm -hmm. it, right? I mean, it's, it gets a little dicey, a little hairy, right? For a but fade. then if you, if you bail, you, you give up 40, 30, 40 yards he, by not getting down into that flat lie and, and down it. And, and where JT got it both rounds, he, both times through was sensational position. But he got a good bounce with, on the playoff. I mean, a, a kind of a straight name bounce when it was. Potentially dicey because it was hot. It was a it was a driver. It was hot, and he, it kind of shot up and rode that that side of the creek. So, with Mito though, it just it all happened so quick. And you can talk about the club the club choice, whatever. Everybody, there's going to be all these people. Where was his caddy? That's on the player. And I thought there were signs that Mito was really really feeling the feeling the weight of, of the situation of all day. I, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but every chip that he hit from short grass was like a clunker. The good <laughs> chips he hit were when he was in the rough, like when he had that buffer. And I thought that was like, it, if I if I end up writing, I'm moving tomorrow, I probably won't write a no section. That would be in it. Is like the short grass really shows nerves on chips. That It really moves you know, because Mito, I felt like was putting for like 15 feet for par all day whenever yeah. he was in the short grass or birdie, like on 17. Um, but with Mito, everything just went so fast. And I think that's the, the thing about about golf he, in that moment is he's going to rewind that so many times in his head. And he's just going to realize that everything he need to slow down. And I thought one of the most telling things was if you watch JT after he made birdie on 17, he's pumped up. He's in the same situation as Beto. He effectively knows he makes a par on 18. This thing's over, you know, drive home safely. Yep. And, uh, and he walks off that green and he just, his, his, pace just like hit like a screeching halt yep. it everything just went into slow motion he grabbed a water drank drank a bunch of water 
slowly. He got up to that tee box. He kind of like slowly found where is where he wanted to be. You know, he took his time and he just and that was the that's the difference between a champion and somebody who's been there, who's somebody who's won and closed out tournaments. Right. And a guy that was like, holy shit. What's that? If I make par, I win the major. Right. And also and, also was like a revolution short of a birdie on 17 to have a two-shot lead. I think that whole sequence, I mean, a, a revolution short on 17. Well, he hit a shitty chip. Well, that's though. true. It's true. I'm not, I, but that would have made it. Uh, John Ezekowitz pointed this out on, on Twitter. Uh, like, like the two-shot lead makes it academic. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe he just races up there and hits that. Whatever that was, I saw Kyle Porter tweeted something about like it looked. Someone in the crowd said it looked like he got electrocuted at impact, which I thought was a pretty good description. <laughs> I it happened. Felt- oh, I looked up and I was like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa!" It's I felt really bad for him, you know, when he had to relive it and watch it oh, moments God. after with Amanda Valley. On it's a good transition. I have him in winners. I have him in the winners after JT. I know he didn't, in fact, win the championship. I think he came away from the day. With certainly a, a heightened awareness, appreciation, he won a bunch of fans. Like that's the treacly, you know, nonsense. Like class, perspective, graciousness. But it's it's true. Like he was magnanimous with his time um, when maybe Rory and others weren't. Uh, but I thought it was great that we had good good call by CBS bringing Joaquin Neiman in. We got a little bit of color. You called for it. You're like, can we learn more about me though? I'm not saying they did it as a response to you necessarily, but. That that was maybe. Quick, I mean, it's amazing. What if quick, you put a little work into well, it? Well, they're working their ass off. They're working. People. They're working hard. Well, hold on. on, hold on. Anyways, it was we're working hard. We got Vito Pereira's in the lead. It, it is like uh, maybe we should prepare something. Well, all right, fine. This was good. Fine. So Neiman, so you're adding a little color. You're learning more about someone that a lot of people say is a great human being. Of interest, you get color for this relatively unknown main character. So that added to the Mito legend. I think. You know, the six is a bad six, uh, but it certainly heightened the Mito brand awareness around there. Uh, and I think just doing the interview, everybody's like, I'm a Mito fan for life now and all that stuff. So uh, it was a bad, bad six. Uh, he rushed the chip too. Like, let's not lose sight oh of that. The creek ball. In addition to the chip, he's like, I don't know what was happening there. What his mind was racing, and he just went. That's what happens, though. It, it just all green. of a sudden you like lose all. Everything's going so fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then yeah. So so I came away impressed with Mito, despite it just felt like it was on a thread all day. He was hanging by a thread, right? And yeah, slowly he did not back. have his A game today. And I think I think like even just. Justin Thomas wasn't leaderboard watching or anything like that. But um, as soon as he made, what was it? The birdie on 12, it sort of felt like, and again, this is a purely a gut thing. JT was the one guy on the leaderboard that that's like destined for this kind of stuff, right? He's that knows how to do the slow walk from 17 to 18. He just feels like you want to do the cat analogies. Like he's a bigger cat, right? He's a jungle cat. And is is expected to do these kinds of things. A, he's kind of a, I, he's kind of intense, right? He's really intense. He's yeah. a super intense competitor. Sometimes to his detriment, he's kind of can be a little goofy. 
but a and b he just has like the shot shaping talent so like when he rolled that one in i think it was 12 and then had the par five coming next uh it's sort of he didn't even make birdie on that par five right which was crazy right i mean what did he have to hit a nine iron short or something like that Mm -hmm. um so i it's just crazy. He got Mito as a winner. I got him as a winner too. He he moved up into the top fifty. He gets into the U.S. Open and good. the uh, so and the and the Open. Played so well. that's good. We'll see him more. I mean, he's going to be around. He he came out gangbusters last year after the three win promotion. Um, I think like one of my big takeaways was there's a moment on the back nine where the three main competitors were Mito Pereira, Will Zalatoris, and Cameron Young. Cameron. And at that point. You know, they were all 2021 Corn Ferry Tour graduates. One year ago, they graduated (laughs) off the Corn Ferry Tour, and here they were the three main contenders. What does that say? At a major championship on Sunday afternoon. Maybe the system's a little little too suppressing of true talents, the best talents in golf, maybe. Yeah, I think, like... Until there's some reform in this PGA Tour system and the Corn Ferry system, it's safe to assume that there's six to ten of the top sixty players in the world just sitting on that on that P- on that Corn Ferry Tour. Well, I think this also draws out a little bit of like, I mean, what even is the tour now relative to the majors anymore? Like, what are the, yeah. the major well, field is like? I mean, I understand like it's hard to get the world rankings points to get into the majors without being on the big boy tour. Like that, that is, a, but I think majors are representative, a little more representative of like the best, obviously the, the, the well, best it's championship different golf and best field. It's just, yeah. I mean, Will Zalatoris is a perfect example and he's, a, I, he's a huge winner this week. Did not win. I have him next. Yep. But I think this is, he's representative of major golf versus tour golf. Um, the way Will Zalatoris hit the ball this weekend on the PGA Tour, he's probably finishing like T fifteen. Yeah, you know, yep, I feel like well. he has to hit it so well. Uh, you know, to he that's his game is hitting it great, but he just grinded stuff out. And this was, you know, he would have been getting lapped at a place that was giving up a lot of birdies because he wasn't great today, but. Damn, was he great at just like keeping it together? I couldn't be more impressed with the disposition we just talked about. Yep, like Thomas and the walk to eight to eighteen. Will Zaltoris has that in him, and the drop, all that went into the drop behind six was. I mean, that told me all I needed to know about the guy. He didn't immediately. I have that in here as a part of why he was a big winner from this weekend. He didn't immediately go to like, I'm trying to take a swing here. I can hit this, but the TIO, you know, the, the, the line of sight relief didn't even do that. So he won over people with that, not even attempting a chicanery. Um, I don't know that the officials totally knew what was going on or happening. And he was not, he was. Not at all combative. I think we would have seen some more uh, irritability from others or tenseness from others in that spot, whether it's Patton Kazire or Patrick Reed or whoever it may be. He was really, really sort of calm in the whole situation. And I'm not sure the, the 
the first rules guy knew exactly what was going on or what how things should proceed, and he wasn't providing a lot of clarity, and Will was not getting frustrated. So that the whole drop at six, and then the actual execution of saving a bogey, quote unquote saving a bogey there off the cart path, was incredibly impressive. I thought his 18 escape was really impressive is up for in regulation. Um, yeah. You know, he, he got a little lucky, right? It hit the tree, right? You know, the, those, the, the tree loving crowd. Of, just he has got to a lot happy. of lucky. He got a lot of lucky breaks. How about the um, irony of the people who want more trees on course for, to, so that it's more penal. The trees actually being the uh, sort of the, the lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah. Kept it. We kept need it trees in the for creek. more penal golf. Where is it here? It's sort of knocked it down uh, into the into a little weird nook in that front uh, uh, on that right side of the fairway. Ben's a Ben's a iron up there and, and he's short and gets up and down to save par. I, that was really impressive. That and six made a huge impression. He was awesome with Dottie Pepper again, like really good guy. I saw John Huggin was tweeting about how I don't know. This is just anecdotal BS, but like he was incredibly great to talk to so i i think after he made a seven in dubai or whatever so zalatoris can, can big we, weekend uh, for him. can we talk a little bit about the bad who the losers or zalatoris is bad zalatoris is potty yeah it kind of rare reared its head late sure. and that's always gonna be the thing when he's when he's played if he would have hit the ball well this weekend and i think something's going to happen with a swing because he was missing right yesterday yeah. and then today it seemed like the fix was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna play this draw Couple bad and then he start he was nuking it over greens um said he got gusted at six which is a little bit of both had to be when you go that long did he get gusted on eight too <laughs> yeah that wasn't <laughs> close Go ahead. So what else um, is the bad? The, the putting stroke reared its head. The putting stroke and that that three putt on sixteen, just devastating. Right, right. People, you know, that's that's and you're just sitting on pins and needles waiting for that, and that's always going to be the thing with him in major championships. He's going to be there. He is. He has proven that he's going to be there a lot. You know, this is his fifth uh, top ten and nine starts uh, in major championships. Just he's going to be around. So could this be an Ernie situation? I'm not saying he'll get, reach Ernie's lofty career resumes, but like the fact that I don't know. I'm just thinking of like where I mean, it will I'm thinking come more together. like Sergio Adam Scott. Yeah, yeah. Where you've got this just prolific tee to green player that just can't seem to make enough putts to get it done. Westy was this way. Yeah. I mean, he, Will Zell Torres. We're talking about. I think. He, you know, when it comes to major championship favorite, he's now got to be in your first 10 picks. Right. Every major. Auto first 10 picks. Everyone. And he, there, has not, he has not won a PGA Tour event. Is there a certain... He's come closer to winning majors <laughs> that's what's than crazy. PGA Tour events. And that's an indictment on the PGA Tour sure. and the bullshit golf that they play week in, week out. We're going to go there... <laughs> Go to Colonial and see the the dog and pony show. A real again Maxwell, next week. a real Maxwell, set up with real sand and real greens. No, that's I'm, right. Um, General Patton will probably be excited. Uh, is there a major venue or a major out there where maybe his putting could get by? Because not one doesn't jump up. I, like Augusta well, is always going to be an issue. That's why I thought about the Ernie thing. Like and he's finished runner up in T six the last two years. 
This one, this one was a great chance. He didn't hit the ball well Slope enough on greens. the weekend. Yeah, yeah. This was a great, great chance for him. It was a great leaderboard. Um, he was in position. Obviously, he's. I. I you want to say he's going to get it done, but we haven't even seen him get it done <clears throat> anywhere. Yeah, he's not, not one. So I, you know, if you're if you're looking at Zalatoris, where where would I have circled? For a PGA Tour win is the Memorial. That's a place that should fit his game Striking. really well, yeah. right? <clears throat> Hideki. So Hideki won there. He can't Hideki play. won there. Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, you know, yeah. Little Kitten Cantley, Rose, right? Hasn't Rose yeah. won there? So. Tiger, yeah, Tiger, yeah. a few times. <laughs> May have heard. It's also, you know, it's also indicative that it gets a good field too. Uh, all right, big weekend for Zalatoris. Uh, really impressive, even though there are obvious holes there. Another winner. We really overhyped this, so I'm not going to do this a lot. Bones, good weekend for Bones. Like I think we kind of we. I want I want I pick something up. He's I not thought. thirsty. He doesn't want to be a celebrity, but he's very celebrity. Um, he's, he gets a lot of praise. I don't know. I haven't rewatched this, and I could be wrong. But it and it might be just different angles. But Mito Pereira and his caddy were talking about it being down, or not Mito Pereira, um, Zal Torres and his caddy on the playoff on eighteen. We're talking about the wind being down a little, Light, lighter, not as not as strong. Like no, no, downwind. downwind. Okay, on that second shot. Okay, and I I'm fairly positive. I did. I meant to rewind this before this, but I didn't. And Zeltors came up just a little short. You're talking about 18 approach? 18 approach yeah, into 18. And it rolled back to the fringe. They went to JT and Bones said, wind straight across. Interesting. Like 66 or whatever, whatever the number was, <clears throat> wind straight across. And I just thought, right there, if, if, the, if I heard that right, Right there is the difference between a like a great caddy and maybe not a great caddy. Something else. Yeah, and the JT of course flies it to the back for pin high. Great two point uh, two putt spot. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say that also in Zalatoris' defense, he got beat in the playoff, right? Like he didn't yeah. do anything bad. I mean, I Yeah, but that's the difference between giving win. yourself a chance. Right. No, I know. It's knowing beat. which way the wind's blowing. Right. Right. I, I couldn't believe that Zal Torres aimed at the flag there. I would have thought that he would have been bound to <laughs> aim at the front left of the green. Um, uh, yeah, but Bones, great week. I mean, Thomas, Mike Thomas, Justin Thomas, they're both like, if he did not give him this talk or whatever it was Saturday night, I do not win. So big week for Bones while Phil, you know, sits at home in exile and, you know, doesn't even defend his, his PGA. Any other winners you want to call out? I don't really have any other. We'll go all night. Um, Cam Young, Cam Young, get in the mix, getting reps, right? Yeah, I think I think he. I think the golf course is a winner. Okay, let's talk about um, that in a second. We'll do an ad read real quick for another winner. Real quick, another winner in our books, in our hearts and minds. Club champion. I'm, I'm being. There's a lot. There are a lot of commercials about getting fit this weekend on the telecast. Were there by yeah. your PGA pro? Or All just, kinds of people. Oh, okay. It doesn't seem like you'd want the guy that's giving you lessons to also fit you. Just, just FYI. Yeah. 
mean, seems the, like that might be like conflicting, conflicting uh, interests. Yeah, yeah. Maybe equipment, especially if he's getting juice yeah, off the off the off the yeah, equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's got a club you know, champion. He's not getting juice. Who totally agnostic? Great fitters, not pros. Fit, just you know, doing this as a side gig that are just real world class fitters. Club champion. Are we putting down PJ Pros in this ad read? No, we we've praised PJ Pros all week. Uh, yeah, go to Club Champion. Uh, you can use the promo code FRIDEGG. You'll get 20% off the fitting cost with the purchase of a club. Um, they have the tightest build tolerances. I have no clue what that could mean. You know, it's like the CT machine in the industry. It's got to be, right? I don't know. Tightest build tolerances in the industry. Uh, you know, obviously, they get you in the track, man. They dial you up. They have 60-plus brands, so they're not pushing you one way or the other. 100-plus um, locations. You could probably get a Triton, Triton or a Cortex. You could, in there. if you really wanted to. Now, they might not. you might need to request see why that. They wa- see, see why they won driver versus driver. See, like, look, I know what you're trying to You gave me these five options, but none of these have come under the watchful eye of Brian Urlacher. <laughs> so I want to see. Triton, it's the most rigorous testing. A reality show? Come on. Uh, anyways, I'm sure you could arrange that if you wanted to at Club Champion at one of their 100-plus locations internationally. Um, they help every level, level of player, 15 handicap to a scratch, whatever it is. The average increase off the tee is 22 yards and 10-yard better dispersion. Go to Club Champion. Use the promo code FRIEDEGG, all caps, no spaces. Through the end of the year, you get 20% off your fitting costs with the purchase of a club. Thanks for them. For supporting the podcast. All right. Uh, you want to talk about the course as a winner before yeah. we do losers? Okay. I think uh, I was thinking about this on Sunday. I think Southern Hills gets muted a little bit because of where it is in kind of the middle of the country. Oh, flyover. And it has flyover. Not a lot of people go see it. Not a lot of people have been to it. You can tell by like, you know, pre-tournament coverage of the golf course not a lot out there you um, might have filled that vacuum pretty nicely there andy it was a nice little opportunity we filled. um but the i think one of the things about it it doesn't have like the the new york skyline to pan to on tv or oh, it doesn't have like the ocean and f- that you can pan to that gives it this like that makes people go gaga over it but i would urge people and if somebody can can provide me with an example of a golf course that tested the world's best more thoroughly without any silliness none no silliness what do you mean by silliness what is that like set up uh shenanigans the greens were not that firm the rough was not high the fairways were not contrived and narrowed i mean it was 30 30 35 yard wide fairways relatively soft not like i mean i don't think they were soft but they weren't like crazy firm greens they played tees up they didn't have to stretch it all the way back every day they played a lot of tees up different tees up Mm -hmm. throughout the championship and you know sure they got wind wind helped a lot but it's windy it's oklahoma it's windy there in may and i just think in general I haven't seen a golf course stand up so well as well as as Southern Hills did without like any contriving. There was no silliness to it. There were some critiques. I mean, Pat Gazire won. Tyrrell Hatton had criticism. Smiley Kaufman. Smiley Kaufman 
I mean, that's. I mean, that's God, even more. God, like for, a, God for God forbid tour pros have to hit a 240 yard shot on a par three. Yeah. Oh no! That seemed to be more of it's, like a Kerry Haig thing. Like they did use the wrong pins and use the wrong. And I thought I I kind of enjoyed just his perspective. I, I'm not saying I agreed with it I, on no laying up Saturday show while I did dishes. Um, there were some critiques. I wouldn't. I don't know if there was outright silliness accusations. Most of it had to do with the sand, of all things. Well, uh, that's the thing. I just think that's what I was thinking about. Is like the golf course. Like, what other course has has held up like this one? Without like without the was, extra stuff. I was going to say Shinnecock, but then of course people lost you get their, the drama. lost their freaking minds on Saturday. Um. It's a good, it's a fair question. Kiowa? Kiowa was not bad, right? Did people Kiowa lose was it? great. Kiowa was good, too. I think that's, it, that's something... I just think this golf course should get a lot more majors than it does. It's, it's it had a, a ton. Lot of majors, no? But if I was the PGA, I would just tighten up. Tighten up our rota. You know what? You know, like, what I was thinking as you talked? Like, what matters, though, a lot of times, is not what you or I care about. It's like people seeing the ocean and people seeing the skyline and people like whatever, having a, like being it's able a championship to though. Sell sweets and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, this, this golf course exposed every weakness. Like if you couldn't chip the ball, you were in trouble. If you couldn't hit irons, you were in trouble. If you were driving it bad and you weren't finding the fairway, a reward for you were in a lot fairways. of trouble. There's a reward. Yeah, for there's it. a big reward for hitting fairways. There's a big reward for hitting good approach shots. There was a, Huge reward for being able to chip off short grass into like dicey positions. And then you had a lot, you saw guys like Cam Smith, one of the best putters on tour, led the field, strokes gained T to green, was just abysmal on the greens this week. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, he finished like 15th and he was in the, or 13th or whatever the ties broke down to. I, I, um 13th and he and he led the field strokes gain t degree um he didn't putt putt it this week and that's why like it, it just it exposed all deficiencies i thought is there anything you didn't like or would have liked to seen different um i thought I the mean, crosswalk on nine very minuscule <laughs> what happened with the crosswalk on nine that's not a course like they, thing that's a, what happened with that every ball i, I was watching that all week thursday friday like why is I'm gonna cr- give I'm gonna give a lens to maybe a future story we might have fun fun with. Oh, uh, but yeah. I'm guessing that the PGA trotted Alex Chaka out there <laughs> oh, from the last tee year and had him just b- pounded away at drives to see where they where they would where they should put a crosswalk and yeah. be safe with it. Yeah. Anyways, did you have something you wanted to see? That was mine. That was like, how is this happening? Where every drive is going into this crosswalk at night. Um, I think, obviously, I think it would be better if the ball didn't go as far. Sure. It's pretty sad to see what's happened to the twelfth hole there. I mean, did you see where Rory hit his drive? <laughs> yeah. Three of the four days. Well, of course, made pars. You know, ninety. What do you have? Like ninety yards on 90, today. That used to be one of the hardest holes. Having played it. That hole is so freaking hard if you hit the ball 285 yards off the tee. But these guys hit it. They fly it, you know, 310. They, they can just hit corner. it past everything. Yeah. 
it's just that's the one thing is that you could see that the see the things that the clubs had to do to keep up with the with the distance and it creates these really odd hitches like the uh 13th tee box teeing off over the 12th tee sure the 18th tee box being like way back by you know the 8th and 17th greens like all those little things make it a little bit janky um but there are little things like something i really loved today was the 16th hole that really hard par long par 4 where the drives were ending up was there's this great feature in the fairway. This it, it ended up on this upslope and it was a semi blind long iron approach from an upslope to a tough green. And that shot off an upslope is so hard to hit. You have to be so committed. And the, the, if you don't make that committed swing and really get over to your left side, you're going to you're going to hang that shot right all day. And it was so delightful to watch because you saw a ton of action in that right bunker. And that's just because of that lie. It just like, it shoots the ball, right? If you don't get all the way through it and you saw who was making committed swings with those shots. Do you think they made 17 too short? I saw Cameron no. who, who knows what he's talking about with architecture was questioning whether they made it too short. I don't know if yeah. you, you could pick it if they if they move it back and some guys can't go for it. Is it too long? Yeah. Like yeah, everybody hard. in the field could go for it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what they wanted. We should just dispose of. I mean, I know a lot of you probably listen to Saturday show anyways, but like the, the whole patting desire, Tyrrell Hatton, um, others who were kind of pissy about the slow greens then uh, the sand. We heard a lot of moaning about the sand. Like, again, this just sort of really drew out what's championship golf and what's sort of like the protected bubble of an entertainment product where everybody's sort of, I don't know. I don't want to say they're guaranteed a certain set of conditions, but they kind of are right. If there's rain in the forecast, it's preferred lies. If the sand is in a certain way, it's like, you're not even on the schedule. Um, so I think that's a real thing. The tour has to wrestle with in addition to the players, right? They're kind of trying to figure out, this attack from the top players, right? Wanting more and more because everything's marketed off of us. In addition to that, I think they need to sort of really understand what they want their product to be because these things are getting farther and farther apart. Championship yeah. golf and whatever like Courier Cup golf is, you know, more or less besides Riviera and one or two other things. So, um, And I think that's that it shows like some of these guys are just... It be I imagine as a player it'd be nice to play some stuff that is somewhat representative of what you're gonna be playing in major championships sure. before major championships. And there's a reason like Patton Gazire is not relevant at majors, right? I mean Well, is he relevant at anything? Well, he's won. He's relevant in October. He's won some <laughs> things. We did get some messages. A lot of anecdotal evidence that Patton Gazire is maybe not the friendliest human being as soon as we talked about him on uh Saturday. So can um, can I go uh I got a I got a message here. This is uh from Tyler Davis. He said he was walking Southern Hills this morning and uh following Billy Ho and Jason Kokrak, which oh God. Of course not he sure did. Why you're of course he, well, he if he listens to this podcast is messaging you, how could he not? So he says Billy on the 15th green said I really feel like the members would like it if they flattened it out a bit. What? 
What does that mean? Ringing, ringing his bell on around Southern Hills, making proclamations. The tourist town crier and the kingdom's, you know, Ministry of Information. Jason Kokrak playing together. I love that. Uh, there. <laughs> I mean that that was a topic. Crack the ministry. That was a topic on on live from. I'm not going to get into it, but like this whole tension of can you hold a major champ? Can you basically can you restore a golf course to something that's fun for members that can also hold the major championship test? I thought we just saw it, but some people think maybe tour players it's not up to their standards in terms of like condition because the or... greens have too much slope in them and they can't be super well, I think fast the live front point was present... more about rough and trees and stuff like that and we're not going to go down that road what but yeah i i brandle and, and was getting into that what? but I, there but is what a continuing it? tension of like the amateur game getting farther and farther apart from the championship golf game like that if those guys but this was kind of a refresher on that, right? A, a good counter argument. A one, yeah. one week sort of, I don't know, kind of solstice from that. All right. Um, what else? We Cameron got? Young, Sleepy Hollow. If you didn't hear, his dad's the uh, head pro at Sleepy Hollow. I don't know. Did you hear that? I had some people from the Met section. People who live up there, might be at other clubs, texting me like those Sleepy Hollow people are just. Pigs and shit getting all the mentions on TV. Kind of place they're happy as happy as hell. It was a big theme for sure. Dad's a PGA pro. Harmony Landing also got a lot of love with uh, JT's dad as the pro in Goshen, Kentucky. So, um, is is uh is Thirst Bucket Senior the winner of the week? Good week for Mister Mike Thomas. I mean, he's there. He's always there. So good for him. Happy, happy for them. Uh, you want to do losers then? Any other yeah. winners you want to hit on? Uh, is there anything, anybody out there that we're missing? Sort of that. You I mean, were... Cameron Young was super impressive. Right. Yeah, um, I would say. I feel like anybody that's listened to this podcast for a while has heard us talk about Cameron Young since before he was a pro. So, um, <clears throat> you know. Good. Good. Losers. Uh, real quick, Matt Fitzpatrick. He sucked. He was real really quick? bad. Not real quick. He was so bad. Well, I think he's dealing with a little bit different circumstances than everybody else. What's that mean? He's got the third biggest city in the country. Oh, weight on his shoulders. I thought you had a serious point there. <laughs> um, he was so bad. He was awful on uh, Sunday. Couldn't hit the broadside of a building. I don't even know if that's a term that applies to, to golf, really, but... He was all over the place. He was bad around the green, aside from one chip in, which somehow got shot of the day on the CBS broadcast. Yeah, what was that? I think I'm going to start tracking those because I remember the one at Wells Fargo was a disaster. I think they just got to fill an ad time and they just pick something that happened earlier in the day. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know like what to make of Matt Fitzpatrick. He gets in the hunt. He looked terrible. It looked like he walked into Costco that morning and came out with an outfit and that's what he wore he looked like a dad his, his pullover was too long he's in sketchers um and his golf game was <clears throat> was ugly now i don't it's not like a indictment of him i love matt fitzpatrick as a character i love his approach to uh, love his game uh he just had a really bad sunday it was kind of there for him more or less don't you think was it 
I mean, the guys around him are far less tested. It's not to suggest he's like Tiger Woods, but he's been around a lot more. I think all he had to do, what do you have to shoot? Even par? Yeah, even par would have got him in in, in the playoff. Uh, he, or no, he would have won with He would have won par. with even par, I thought. He was super unimpressive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, what what more yeah. there is to say. Rory. It was a bad Sunday. Loser. It was... I was going to put him as a winner. Rory? Yeah. Why? Because he had a top 10 or something? Yeah, he got another top 10 for Wikipedia. Um, He's bypassing the press two days in a row. Bad. Bad scene. Mito Pereira talking to the press after what happened, and Rory can't give the press the time of day. Like, it kind of, that's pretty shitty. I would agree. I would agree. I don't I know. I wonder if there's if- something else going on. I don't think Maybe. so. I honestly, I watched him with Marty Smith in the morning. I thought he almost got emotional, not like Ryder Cup level emotional, but Marty Smith like threw him this sort of melodramatic question, and Rory had eighteen holes to go play, and it and I it looked like he was getting emotional talking about Saturday more or less, and uh, I felt like a lot of empathy for him. He had to be like really deflated by the whole Saturday, and then Friday's the one he really kicked away on the easy side of the draw. Um, I think he was really crushed and, but I don't think, no, I don't know if the general audience gives a shit about players talking to the media. Maybe we're in our bubble, but I think it's kind of like, it's not mandated, but it's kind of, if you're Rory's benefited from a lot of good press, a lot of coverage over the years. And I think it's incumbent upon him. Tiger never do this. He would never do this unless he was like literally hobbling off the course. Like he was on Friday or Saturday. I think it's kind of incumbent upon, especially someone like Rory, who's benefited from so much coverage, to talk. Um, and and I, I don't know, you struggle with that with a guy who's clearly like probably mentally anguished, but so was Mito Pereira, right? Mito Pereira had to be crushed. He just made a double and he goes talks. So uh, he was bad I, golf. And I, I think it was kind of BS that he blew off the media, but I, I empathize with how, how, much, how crushed he must have felt. This is the crazy thing about major championships when you get down to like kind of like brass tacks in them is that with Rory, we talk about how bad he was, how bad he played. If you take away his triple bogey, he's in the playoff. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was five under through the first 11 holes of the championship playing on the good side of the draw five under and 11. He would have been in the playoff with his first 11 holes. So, I, I mean, that's the thing about it is the, the margins are so razor thin. He drove it so well at times. Um, you know, it's just uh, he's one of those things. He's right? sort of in you that know? tiger spot where he's going to be showing a lot and people are tracking him even when he's not maybe germane to the competition. It, and he was he was today. But like they're just going to show him like missing another birdie putt when he's, you know, an hour and a half ahead of the leaders. He's it's it's not you a great get that spot from Chris Kirk. Right, right. So it's not a great spot for him, especially if he feels that weight. Um, it, it's 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 it's. I just I wonder sometimes if he like wants off the train a little bit, just like I've done what I've done. This is killing me now. It's it's just weighing me down. So well, I mean that's the thing is like I mean how how long is he gonna how long, he, he doesn't have to play golf anymore, right? And I think that's always been. But I, he's playing good golf. He's, he's I gotta say, top like, tens, he's, but he has crazy expectations. Go ahead, you gotta say. Yeah, one. he's just gotta win one. Right, it's just been too long. 
And I think we were having the same conversation with JT. Yep, we were about there. It was JT had gotten to the same point where it's like it, you know, it's been a long time since he won 2017. He should win in, I think it was something like 20 something majors had gone by and it hadn't even really been close. And here we're talking about JT winning. And, and I think that's the other thing about, about these majors. And we talk and talk and talk is, and why we talk about them so much is how much your perspective on a player changes every added major. Like one to two for JT huge difference in how we frame him as a player plus especially the with all the other wins plus a player with Rory going from 4 to 5 is a, is a huge step right and that's why we we talk about it so much right and he had it he had it this week he didn't have a lot of killers around him on the leaderboard he had the easy side of the draw and this was i think I think that's probably why he was so freaking crushed walking off. Well, that's the thing is like you can all you can do as a player is prepare the best you can for a week. And then a lot of things can happen. Crazy bounces, bad sides of draws. Um, Somebody can just play better than you in the case of uh, like Henrik Stenson, Phil Phil Mickelson or, you know, Justin Rose at at the at the Masters the year Spieth ran away with it like that. That stuff happens, but when everything plays right into your hands and you just don't get it done, that was Rory this this week. Right. Big, 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 tough, tough, tough week. Uh, another loser I have is Tiger, um, just because it, it seems like a, a significant, I don't know. It's a setback. I don't know how significant it is, so we'll see what happens. I, I just it, I wonder, like... I have a, I have a question. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know any anything really about this. I'm not a, You're a physical therapist. I am a zoologist. I'm an expert in cat genealogy. Um, but uh, with Tiger, couldn't he just take a year? When the leg get better? I don't know. It might not. Or a year to understand like what is golf ceiling like maximum load is you know what i mean just to understand that i don't could know. he have taken a cart could he have taken a he cart or no he said he never will i mean if john daly's yeah. doing it i assume tiger could he said he won't do that ever even ask for it um I, I i'm not trying to say it, like him making the cut was insane we talked about it ample times on the friday recap uh really commendable I just like I wonder like it, it seems like a little bit of a step back, and I don't think it's a good idea for him to play the country club. But I, I I don't know I'm I don't know how he's feeling or what that could present for him. Do you think he plays the country club? Probably. <laughs> it does seem like he's going to keep going, and I have I don't, WD there, LWD there. I don't know. It's kind of a quick turnaround. It feels like it's like tomorrow. What is he? That exemption is what? Like five years from 2019 Masters? That's probably how he's in, right? I think. I think he's probably riding on that. Okay. Quick turnaround. I mean, they'd give him an exemption. I know he'd get a special (laughs) one. If he, I didn't know he's, I think he's got five years from the 2019. (laughs) That would be an interesting. Gotta go to sectional. Like, how many years of special exemptions would Tiger Woods get? 
I assume just like until he doesn't want to play right. anymore, right? I think they did that with Jack, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong. All right. Do you have anything else? Do you have any other losers you want to call out? Like uh, guys who had tough weeks, drawbacks. I mean, we, we hit on a lot of the cut missers in earlier shows, Friday shows. Yeah. You know, uh, a big loser for me is uh, Tom Hoagie. I mean, stop. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Great week for Tom Hogan, T9. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's Tom get in the fight. Getting in the fight. How about Ricky? I mean, what about Ricky? I don't want to pop. It's just Ricky. catnip. Catnip Wearing for his, his uh, yeah. fashion. Wearing gloves. Clearly trying to look like, you know, Oklahoman. I don't know. I, I don't want to pop Ricky. I kind of just did. All right. That's it. Is it can we can we say losers uh like Rom? Brooks, Colin Morikawa. We should call out Ron. Milk Carton Boys. Uh, Rom was bad. We had a lot of people asking us to pop Rom. I don't know why, but he wasn't very good. Hit a ton of really bad shots. Didn't seem to adjust well to slow greens, certainly the first couple of days, leaving everything short, even downhill putts. Uh, he, he's not, you know, aside from that Mexico win, which is against a garbage field, he's not been playing great. Um, what what will be your lasting memory from this major? Hmm. Good question. Maybe JT into 17. That's up there. I know the Pereira. Pereira will be a part of that, but I, I think JT probably into 17 is it for me. What about you? I think I think JT on on 18. Regulation. Even though he didn't make the birdie putt in regulation, I thought was like <clears throat> obviously the shot on seventeen is is stunning, but that shot that the way he played eighteen, it gave you this feel of oh, if if he gets in the playoff, he's winning. You know? Right. Right. Southern Hills firmly in the rota, right? I mean, don't they have rider? Aren't they like firmly a PGA course now? I, rider I, cups. They, there's and... definitely not enough space for rider cups. Right. The problem with the rider. I thought they cups, were earmarked for one. Are they? I thought, so, but they don't know the year yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was the PGA thing. But I mean, good week the, for Southern. The problem Hills. with with the venues being out like 50 years. Well, sure. Sure. We have like an awesome one. It's like, all right, well, we can get you back here uh, in uh, 2035. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, At that point, none of the players that played in this one will be there. How? I don't have, I don't see actually. Maybe I'm misspeaking. I thought they had some sort of to be determined. Do you think the sport's just going to keep getting younger? What does that mean? I, I don't know that it'll get younger. I think it'll be dominated by more by younger players, right? They take a bigger piece of the pie. But I don't so think So it's like JT is JT passes prime in like three years, four years. He's twenty nine. Is it is it gonna be like you're thirty three and you're washed? Potentially. I don't know. I don't know washed. But that's the other thing. I think at majors it's a little different. I think majors right. Have a little Some, longer tail. Like the open's way different. Of course. Right. Masters, probably similar. Um, US Open. Who knows what the theory on setup will be by the time. So that's another way. I think with the tour, like the like the prime might be a little younger, right? Whereas the majors, you get a little more chance, a little more flavor, a little more variety on the leaderboard. 
but I do think it'll keep getting younger. I just, I don't think like there's gonna be like 17 year olds. I just larger piece of the pie will be the, the 20 to 25. So. Hey, who do you think had a more insignificant T5 Fleetwood or Chris Kirk? Both. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's good two for... shots out of the lead. I couldn't tell you. Like, I know Fleetwood went on a crazy run at the end of the round today. Kirk made an eagle right on 17. They showed it. Yeah, and that, that was it. I think it's the only time we saw him. I mean, he finished two shots out of the lead. It's crazy. What do you think about the telecast? It's fine. I don't know. It, it was okay. The playing through. That was my only bone to pick. I don't want to do a coverage take playing through when they're trying to talk through his drop on six was uh, annoying, but I like the Neiman thing. You know, do you, what did you think of the telecast? So it's just hard to get any momentum flow. Like I I've been lucky to be at a lot of the recent majors and I found myself like longing to be there just because of, of the, it's just impossible to get a feel of the tournament when there's constant commercials. And ESPN Plus, I thought the first two days was so good. Yeah. Strong. They didn't have a lot to work with on Sunday until the last yeah. hour, hour and a half. So they, they did all right. Okay. That does it for our PGA recap. Thanks to Club Champion, all our other sponsors this week. Um, We'll be back. Our pro shop. Pro, our pro shop. shop sponsor. Big sponsor. Fried egg pro shop. Yeah. Fried egg pro shop doled out the big bucks. I remember when week. we used to have no sponsors for this podcast. Remember when yeah. we got our first sponsor? What was it? Journeyman? I think it was Brixby. Bixby. That sounds right. It was Bixby. So and now we got sponsors. Well, speaking of next major, men's major, we'll be at the uh, US Open. The pre- Brooklyn. The Precision Pro House. Yeah. Pretty excited. Shipping up to Boston, as they might say. You might hear that played once or twice that week. I already used it for a fried egg reel. Just I wanted to get out ahead of, of the catnip. All right. Thank you guys for your continued support. Really appreciate you, you know, really giving any amount of your time to listen to us idiots talk about this golf, but it's uh, it's been fun. We'll be back on uh Wednesday to talk about another Maxwell. The great uh the Jason Coke crack defends his title. At Charles Schwab. Did, he got the Challenger last year, right? No, he got a truck. Remember he got that big truck? Giant truck. You see they've they've sort of downsized, tightened the tightened the strains, the purse strains. It's a belt buckle this year. No car, no truck, a belt buckle. Maybe there is a truck, but maybe it's maybe it's by a bespoke belt buckle maker who's challenging society's uh, you know, beliefs on subjects. Expanding our minds on you know, inanimate objects purchased on <laughs> what belt buckles can be. My favorite moment of the week is an inanimate object, sand, just driving people crazy, sending these guys into a tizzy. Love it. All right. Everyone enjoy your uh, start of your week. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.